This episode of No Made Athlete Radio is brought to you by Athletic Greens with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. Visit athleticgreens.com slash no meat and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Doug, I am uh, I'm, I'm ready to declare myself Nostradamus. <laughs> you're okay. Course, you're, of course, familiar with Nostradamus, right? I mean, no, actually not really. I have no idea what no, you're talking about. The, no, uh, the, the, the future predictor, ancient. Oh, yes. God. Okay. Yeah, just, I think he's sort of now become a, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. A meme, a trope. I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh, as, you know. He predicted all these things, crazy things. And it was very much a stretch, some of his predictions that people interpreted as he correctly predicted things. But anyway, um, <laughs> okay. two weeks ago, we had this we had this thing about the vegan movement in the future of it, right? And I said, sure. I said, I think we're going to get to this point where, I said, it's a very real possibility that we're going to get to this point where it's kind of, it sort of um, makes all these conversations we had about spreading veganism silly because all the food's going to be indistinguishable anyway because <laughs> technology is going to keep increasing like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And I still think that's a very good point. I mean, if I don't say so myself, I think it's a very valid uh, possibility. <laughs> but well, has it been proven true? Is it? Well, here's what happened. I went to the grocery store, Harris Teeter, uh, a week after that, and on my way in, I saw that there was this place that had plant, it said plant-based ice cream, or it said animal-free ice cream. So I thought, okay, on my way out, I'll check that out. So I stopped by their little booth. They were giving away samples, and I said, oh, it was, it was the company's called Brave Robot, by the way. Nice, mm-hmm. cool name, I thought. Yeah. Um, and so I said, is this vegan? Because it said animal free. And they kind of looked at each other and they were like, yeah, it's vegan. <laughs> so I was surprised that no one had yet asked that. They didn't have an answer for that because this was like the end of the day. So it was just it was very strange. Um, they, but I trusted them. It okay. said animal free. Mm-hmm. They said vegan. So, so I had some. And it was the best ice cream I've ever had in my whole life. Well, that's not true. The best ice cream I've had in, in 12 years since I stopped eating dairy. Better than Ben and Jerry's. Way better than that. Yes. Okay. Much, much better. Just it, rem- it, like all these years we've been saying this, this vegan ice cream is pretty good. This made me realize that it is not very good compared to this, because it was like, <laughs> okay. wow, like, we've been, I've been missing real ice cream like this. And not, a, not a huge deal. I'm not a big sweet tooth person anyway. It's just not, not that my thing. But I got very excited for my kids, because uh, they love it, of course. So I asked about it. So I asked, how do you, how is this so good? Because it was amazing. And he said, well, we use a plant based whey protein. So I was like, got very scared because they'd taken a picture of me sampling it. <laughs> no, <laughs> not not knowing about no meat athlete or anything. They just they were gonna. Uh-huh. And so I was like, can you not post that? Because I need to do more research and make sure this was actually vegan. Um, but so he he went on and said, it's called plant based way, and they do it by he said we digitize the whatever sequence of whey protein. Uh, and it turns out they don't actually do it. It's not like they take whey protein and do it, which because in that case, then they, in some way, would not be vegan. But they're actually, they uh, they use public, you know, information, uh, yeah. and use microflora or something to create something. Lab create something that is, uh, what's molecularly equivalent or molecularly identical to whey protein, but is not whey protein. It does not come from animals, at all. Whoa. Yeah. So it's exactly the same thing, but it doesn't use animals. So it's like it is. It's vegan. 
It's exactly what I said. It's, it's indistinguishable food that is without animals. Uh, wow. Yeah. And, and it was so, so good. I mean, it was no wonder. It was the same thing. And so I, I my question was like, what, I, I just wondered if this really was vegan, but it turns out that it's not, like I said, it's not like they, because you know how people talk with the lab-grown meat that somehow that wouldn't quite be vegan because they have to actually harm an animal, I guess, to sure. get that cells to, to first start it, which is kind of silly because just because how, how much infinite amount of meat you could make from doing that one time, that would be a huge step forward for us. But uh, anyway, so I just wondered about that, but apparently they didn't even do that. They just took the public, you know, chemistry wow. knowledge or whatever. Yeah, and so, but so here's the thing. I didn't end up buying it because I thought, first of all, I wanted to research it, but then I thought, like, this is like a decision point. Like, here's, this is, I mean, we can just go back to eating those unhealthy things again and have it and not hurt animals. But if my kids had that, they'd never want any other vegan ice cream. <laughs> and then they're going to be having whey protein all the time or plant-based whey protein all the time. Will it have the same adverse effects as, as whey protein? I mean, I, I mean, think it has to. It's it's molecularly equivalent. So not equivalent, molecularly identical. So it's the same exact thing. Uh-huh. And I don't understand how that's possible. But anyway, I just it was mind-blowing Whoa. experience for me. It, it just felt like when I had it, I was like, this is, it just felt like a super important point. I was like, wow, like, it, in a weird way, I almost felt like our job was done. It, it almost felt like, like, it was almost like, what's our purpose now with no meat athletes and stuff? Because there's no, there's no more having to convince anyone or sacrifice. It's just the same thing as, you just make the same choice as everyone else's. You just pick the animal free one. Oh, man. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. Anyway, so that that, it's. So, so have you gone back and done research? I mean, yeah. It sounds I mean, like it, you have. I so just, really I just is confirmed vegan. the process and it's vegan and yeah <laughs> and so like they can't even say dairy free this is what oh so that sorry i'm jumping around their, their choice of the words animal free they don't like to say vegan because that implies that it's sort of i guess molecularly different but they're just saying animal free they're trying to coin this new way of talking about the food that they can't say dairy free because if if you have a dairy allergy, you'd have an allergy to this. Oh my god! Whoa, that <laughs> just blew my mind. That's how, I, and, I, and I was like, "How come I've never heard of this?" And it just showed up in a Harris Teeter. But there's there's this other company who's who's like process it is, and I forget their name. Um, but they're they're doing so like this is gonna happen with cheese and milk and and all this stuff. I think. I mean. And I don't know which of those things. See, here's the thing. I don't know. Whey protein is only part of that, right? The, there's the curds and sure. whey, right? And I don't know what the curds and how how come they can't do this with that side of it. Uh, and I think curds often make the cheese. This is me not having any, any real idea what I'm talking about, but <laughs> I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I don't know where where it will stop. But to me, it was like if you can make ice cream this good, then you know what what dairy are you not going to be able to to just completely revolutionize? Oh my god. Oh man, this is really this is <laughs> a, a, a mind trip. Whoa. I know, but it's but it's the, but it's not healthy though. So we're gonna lose all that. I don't know. It's it's just a weird thing. Aside from like the big like for the movement questions, is are these things good? It was more like a personal thing. It was like, damn, now we have to like, I can't just be vegan now and be healthy anymore because there's gonna be all these things that are. It's just you just fall right back into that old routine. <laughs> wow. I, I don't know. It was it it was mind blowing. So anyway, yeah, I mean, did, so did it make you like now that you know that it truly is vegan? Do you, like do you think you'll ever buy it or or no? I think I will, but I'll be scared of it. I'll be scared of it of the kids being addicted to it, basically, and saying uh-huh. this is the, none of the other ones are as good. 
Oh. <laughs> I know. Man, I don't need, like I'm still processing how this <laughs> yeah, I know. how it makes me feel. I don't know. Well, check it out. Braverobot.co is their website. Braverobot. So I, here's the thing. I didn't I didn't just not buy it. I didn't take a free pint because they were giving away free pints basically. They give away a pint and then they would Venmo you a rebate if you, you know, uploaded some kind of hashtag <laughs> QR code. I don't know what it was. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Upload, upload a QR code. <laughs> upload. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I thought you were like an Instagram superstar. Now, come on, Matt, you gotta. Learn no, I'm all, I'm a technology guy now, and I'm all about digitizing whey protein. <laughs> area of emphasis. Oh, all right, man. so that's so that's that, that is, news. That is that is so wild. That is really wild. Yeah, it is. It's cool, but it's weird. Uh, so here's my second bit of news. Less okay. less earth shattering, but. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. Before we move on from this, I got to say that we've also been predicting for a while now that there'll begin to be a backlash on the like Beyond Meats and things like that because they're not healthy. Right. Um, I have noticed several times in the last few weeks people saying to, you know, kind of making that argument, like you shouldn't be eating this stuff. It's not yeah. good for you. I saw some news about New Zealand or some some country not... Uh... Mm-hmm. Not, not approving, approving yeah impossible because of the 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 hem on him whatever it was the hem iron thing uh yeah i thought that was interesting yeah so but i don't i don't know it i mean this is the whole episode really but i, I think I, it, <laughs> maybe we should I'm, scrap our original episode <laughs> i know <laughs> i've been thinking that this like the past it, veganism was all about animals i think it was all people who wanted who wanted uh you know goodness for animals and so many of the current existing vegans in our community that we talk to all the time, the influencers, you know, so many of them are, are vegan for the animals. Mm-hmm. But it seems like now the, the appeal of veganism is the health that, you know, Forks Over Knives seem to really start this. That's made it more mainstream, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, for some reason, I have this, this sense that the future, though, like the present right now is about health. The future is going to be about the environment. And mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, we kind of did. You said that what's yeah that, that could be the next step, but I I had never really put it that way that like before it was the animals now it's health, and the next thing is environment and and that each one of these might expose us to bigger and bigger crowds. I don't think more people care about the environment than care about their health, uh, but I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, it well it, what, know, what might be interesting though is is government mandates or regulations. Sure. Yeah, right. You know, it, it, might, it might have yeah. to right. Mm-hmm. And so I think. Like if it gets to that phase where where the environment is the big appeal, uh, these these health concerns we have won't really matter as far as the, about the spreading mm. of the movement anyway. You know, like it's like it won't matter if Beyond Meat is same as regular meat as far as your health because people will say, well, it's better for the environment, and it is. Mm-hmm. So it won't matter that one day the reports come out that say plant based diet is no healthier because they won't say that it's no more environmentally friendly. Right. Anyway, okay. Moving on to my to my less earth shattering news is that uh, my wife Erin has decided to run the 50k at the Spartan Trail. What's it called? Golden Gate Classic Trail Series. Uh huh. Golden, Golden Gate, Gate Trail, Trail Classic. Classic. Yes, my bad. Um. Anyway, so she has committed to running her first 50k. I don't think she meant for it to be a public declaration on No Meat Athlete Radio, but <laughs> now, now it is. Uh, awesome, love it. Yeah, but the only reason I'm bringing it up here is because. Uh, I'm actually really thinking she might not have wanted me to <laughs> commit here for her, but <laughs> but anyway, she so she did a 10 mile run today. But she's using uh she's using the ultra marathon roadmap training plan hey. by one Doug Hay, and awesome. the, the way we got there, I was just 
because I've been thinking recently about like our nomad athlete offerings and where they stand and how much how much fitness content should we be creating versus you know our real wheelhouse which is the nutrition stuff um and i so i i honestly when when i thought about it she was like i need a training plan and i my first thought was pull up brian powell's book uh whatever it's called relentless forward progress mm-hmm. my old pdf watermarked copy that i still refer to often uh pulled that up and looked at it and it was like he has a, like a low mileage 50k a high mileage 50k and i looked at the low mileage because it's her first one and it was just like crazy amount of running. I mean, it was like, it was getting you ready for dominating your first 50K. <laughs> it's not just to finish your first ultra marathon thing, which is what she's after. She's not, she's not trying to break mm-hmm. records here. Uh, but it was, it was having you run 20, you know, then 14, then 22, then 18, the next, or maybe it wasn't that, that much, but it was several runs over 20, um, maybe 22 or 24, often with an, another one back to back, just, just too much. Uh, and and then I said, wait a minute, we've got the ultra, we've got ultra marathon roadmap, which I think is much friendlier, written in this nomad athlete way, of being kind of meeting you where you are, and you know, just this would mm-hmm. be perfect. And we found it, and it was perfect. So she is she is off and running, so to speak. She did. Uh, she's jumping in. I think there are like fifteen weeks to go, and your plan in there is twenty. So she jumped in at mile, or sorry, at uh, week five, and she did a thirteen miler, followed by I think an hour the next day last week, and then. She's having to shift her long runs this week because we have soccer tournament, which is an interesting new wrinkle in training programs when you have weekend-long soccer tournaments. <laughs> and you're supposed to run yeah. both days. So she ran 10 today. I think it's 8 tomorrow. But uh, but she's doing it. She's following the Doug Hay All way. Right. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. Yeah, so hopefully – I have no doubt she will stick with it. She will not give up. She's not the type to give up. She's still running 450 days in a row or whatever she's on. Oh. Um, the only thing that would stop her, I think, would be injury or some sort of life event or something. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I, I think she won't mind too much that I committed here. But anyway, That's great. Um, well, tell, her, tell her congratulations, that, and, I'm, and I'm honored to uh, to write her training plan, to have yeah. written her training plan. And you, you can probably even greet her at the finish line. I, I hope too. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of wives, uh, Katie apparently listens to the podcast now. Oh, yeah? That's n- never good. <laughs> And she called me out yesterday because uh, in last week's episode when we were talking about um, setting up environments, yep. I mentioned that we that we try to kind of cycle through toys. You know, only right. have so many out at a time. Right. She's she 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 said I, I, it sounded like I was implying that that was our method, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that that is a very uh, well researched and developed Montessori method. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> and uh and 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 so uh I wanted to correct the uh clear clear the air there that we didn't make that up. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Although well, I didn't good. actually know it was Montessori method, so <laughs> I thought I thought where you were going was saying that you said you implied it was our method when in fact it was Katie's method. Oh you, well, you well it is. It was Katie's method. I mean, <laughs> okay. yeah, it was definitely Katie's method. Because I definitely do that on the podcast. Like I'll say, Oh, we made this thing the other night. <laughs> or, or even I made this thing the other night, but in fact, it was Aaron who did it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I often, it's just much easier just to take, to take the credit, right? People are, Definitely. the listeners, they want to hear about me and you. That's... <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they don't care about it. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, clear in the air there. It, it was no, in no way my method. It was, uh, it was Katie's idea, and she got it from the Montessori method. Good. And is Liza in Montessori school? No, she's not. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. My kids went to Montessori for preschool. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. 
All right, Doug, we got to get to our real topic. <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like we talked about things that are on on brand. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't uh, you set up our, our real topic since you came up with it? Should we, you know, now that we're a substantial amount into this episode, why don't mm-hmm. we why don't we pause for a second to thank our sponsor and then jump into the topic? Okay. Let's do that. This episode of Nomade Athlete Radio is brought to you by Athletic Greens, the daily nutritional beverage everyone is raving about. Matt, for the past few weeks, my daughter has been down with the sniffles and the cough and all kinds of stuff, you know, especially mm-hmm. right now. You just don't want to deal anything deal with anything that is like sick related, right? Right. Yep. So I have been taking Athletic Greens every morning, just throwing in a cup, swirling it around, going it back. Tastes great. And uh, I get a vitamins and minerals galore. I mean, I just feel like wham, bam. Yeah. Healthy, healthy dose of nutrients. One tasty scoop of Athletic Greens contains 75 vitamins and minerals and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin. I didn't know there were, I didn't know there were 75 vitamins and minerals, Doug. You didn't know there were 75? I didn't know that many even existed. So <laughs> yeah. They're innovating. <laughs> well, they're, I mean, they're in there, man. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've, if, you've, uh, if you've taken it, but you can feel all 75 of them. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more. They all work together to increase your energy and focus, aid with digestion, and support immune a healthy immune system. I like it, Doug. This is something I uh, I myself have been thinking about just for a while, kind of wanting to do. I just, it's easy for the greens to go. I do the juicing thing now, and I don't put that many greens in them. Uh, mm-hmm. So even that feels like I'm getting some veggies, but I'm not really getting the greens. So I, I keep thinking, I don't know. Obviously, salad's always going to be your best choice, but I do think a lot about taking a, a daily green supplement. Yeah, Matt, you got to get your greens. got to get them every day, and this is an easy, simple way to do it. And, you know, I love that, you know, you can always still have your salads, right? And you should always still have your salads, but now you know that you're going to get what you need. While most nutritional products come to the market and stay stagnant, Athletic Greens continues to obsessively improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 improvements over the last decade. Wow. So they're constantly changing the formula in a, you know, tweaking it, I guess, to, to make it better. They invest in the most absorbable, is that even a word? Absorbable? (laughs) (laughs) Absorbable and natural sources for each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality ingredients. And right now, Athletic Greens has got you for year-round immune support by offering our audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you visit the link today. Simply go to athleticgreens.com slash no meat and join health experts, athletes, and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health each day. Simply visit athleticgreens.com slash no meat and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. So today's topic. Today's topic kind of came from, so last week I put out a, little Instagram story asking for questions people had for the mm-hmm. podcast. And yep. what we got back was a lot of questions or kind of, um, you know what? I didn't, it wasn't questions. It was, uh, I think it was, what was your, what was your biggest, um, do you remember what it was? What was your biggest challenge with, challenge, with Pepe's right. diet? And, and I would say the results were, were disappointing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, were, we didn't we didn't make an episode out of it. We, we, we are now, but, we, but we we are now because a lot of them uh, had to do with how to talk to people about about being plant based, about being vegan. So there was um, trying to understand why everyone in the world isn't plant based. You know, feeling like you, how to uh, not be a burden at the family dinner table. Yeah, or yeah. Um, you know, hosting dinner parties, how to deal with people in that in that way. So uh, we decided to do an episode on on that, how to talk to people about being vegan and not sound like an asshole or not sound awkward. Yeah, and we did an episode a long time ago about this. Probably probably unlistenable now with the audio quality. I'm guessing. Uh, I think it was how not to be the I don't know punchline of the vegan at the dinner party joke or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we figured it worth. I mean, it's, that was six years ago at least. So, you know, but I've been vegan more than twice as long as I had then. Uh, so, you know, I think things change a little bit. Um, I think what we should also put in here, Doug, is also not just how do you do it and not be awkward or weird about it, but also like, I don't know, like how do you do your part? Not that you have any obligation as in, in my opinion, uh, to spread the message, like what is your way of of doing it? Because a lot of people, their method is be loud about it, and mm-hmm. those people don't have so much trouble with being awkward because they just don't care. And I think their goal is to be awkward or be noticed, you know, make a little bit of a scene, and then sort of try to convince everyone that they are right, or at least at least make sure everyone knows that they're vegan. Because for many people, that's the goal. Is right? Is it's a form of protest, and they want people to see that protest, uh, even even at the family dinner. They want to make sure that everyone knows that they are abstaining from the animal products because uh, they don't believe it's right. Yes. And that's a little different from how we approach it, I would say. So, yeah, I would say that's right. We, You and I have never been one to to be really loud about it, I don't think. Even though we have a podcast about it, we have, uh, you know, we, we have no made athlete and compliment and all these other things, neither of us have been the kind to uh, attend a bunch of protests or, or like go into a dinner party and make sure that everybody knows it. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't even know, like, I've, I've said things before and people are, like, in our business will say, like, well, like, that's, that's a weird uh, attitude from a vegan activist. And I'm like, I don't know if I really am an activist. I'm just someone who, I mean, literally when I got into this, it was a personal decision for my own thing. And, like, I had, I had no like inkling of an idea that I was going to try to change anybody. It was just, mm-hmm. I thought if I was going to put this stuff online and if it was interesting to people because they already were, you know, that change was, was already happening in them, then it would be helpful and, and it'd be good. But I like never did it occur to me that, that I might like change people because of this and, and that's happened and that's cool. And I'm, I'm proud of that, but like, that's really never been my goal. And somehow that has never really changed. Like that remains how I feel about it. Uh, so I don't know. Like I, I'm still someone who, I just I just don't like. Uh, I guess I don't like being sold to or or kind of feeling like someone is sort of pushing me into doing something. Uh, that will usually sort of shut me down, and I just won't uh, won't engage. Um, so I'm still like I just don't wear like vegan t-shirts and stuff like that. We have no meat athlete shirts. I'll wear them now and then, but even when I wear those, I I'm kind of conscious of where I'm going and who I'm going to be around and what I'm doing. I just, I just, I'm not someone who like wants to spread the message unless someone comes to me wanting to, wanting to ask about it. You know, like my goal is not to, to go out and be a billboard for this thing. Uh, it's rather just sort of like, I don't know. I think I like to play a long game more than, more than short <laughs> <laughs> so that like, 
if someone can find out about it and then and then there's this additional impact of knowing that I didn't, you know, bring it up that they were the one who brought it up to me or knowing mm-hmm. that I didn't go out with a, you know, with a t-shirt on advertising that I was vegan so that people would talk to me about it. I just feel like it's a little more impactful then to, I mean, in, in my way of spreading it anyway. Uh, it, it just adds to this story that I'm trying to share with people, which is that like there are different types of vegans than, or to be vegan doesn't mean you have to suddenly be just like beating the drum about it. You can, you can just be someone who's, who's interesting for all different reasons. And then that's just one thing that, that is happens to define how you eat and how you feel about food. But like, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily like mean that's your whole, that's your, I don't know, most important thing in your life or your, or your whole personality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're, we're pretty similar about that. Um, I, I, I wear, I love wearing my new athlete shirts. Do you? But yeah. Um, but, you know, but my favorite one, it's like really small. Um, mm. you, you don't even really notice it. Uh, but the logo small. I think the shirt was small. <laughs> no, yeah, you notice my my ripped abs. <laughs> no, I wish. You notice my my COVID belly. Um, no, but but we definitely agree that. I mean, I my like my favorite thing is when I've been friends with someone or I've like been acquaintances with someone for a long time, and uh, and they you know they know about me. They know that I run. They know that I do these things, and um, and then they find out that I'm vegan, and they're like, oh my god. Like now it all makes sense, or or now you know now that's just mm. such a cool thing to to learn about you, um, and it it's just a, a nice uh, I don't know it just makes yeah. it a lot more interesting, and 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 then they want to talk about it because then they want to then they're more inclined to be open to hear what you have to say and um, and want to pick your brain about it. Maybe they've been thinking about it too, and, and when they wouldn't have when they might have shut you down if you were really aggressive about it at the beginning. They seem more um, more inclined to to dig into the deeper, longer conversations. Yes, uh, exactly. I love that. I think I think I, I know this is not the case for everyone. For me, I think if like if veganism can be something that is one part of your whole uh, personality is not right, but like one part of your whole life, you've got all these interesting things, and someone you know there are ten other ways someone might might come into your sphere of influence through these different areas. And then later they find out that vegan, and it's this additive thing. It's like, wow, you also are very conscious about the way you eat and the way you, you know, wear clothes and things. Like that. And I think that's great. I love that. I would rather have that than this one thing, like, define me and define my whole personality or my, my interest. Um, but some people aren't, you know, some people are not that. Some people, veganism is, is the very most important thing. They want everyone to know that first about them. And I always say this, but I, I really do appreciate those people like i think they yeah they ha- certainly have played a crucial role in this movement I-, I think the the future i think it's like recently we've been talking a lot about past present future of this movement i think i think that way was way more what was needed in the past than it is now um but i could be wrong with that that, that could be just me being inside the movement i sort of feel like well, okay we all everyone's aware now that there is veganism and that is a thing and that a lot of people do it whereas in the past that was not quite the case and i think that big visible loud way of sharing it was needed um Mm -hmm. i think that's less important now i think i think the huge growth now comes from these these more subtle things these kind of what's in it for me sort of arguments um and and this different way and the sort of basically a normalization of it rather than than people sensing that to be vegan you have to be an activist who's always spreading it uh so that's why I think that's why I, I 
I don't know. I think that's partly why I am the way that I am about it. But um, uh-huh. I do not mean at all to take anything away from people who who have that different approach. Because as I said, I think it's it's a, a, a big role and and it's an important yeah. one. So well, I mean, I I would definitely argue that it's still an important role today. I think that in any sort of movement, whether it's a political movement or a vegan movement or a, you know anything, um, you need people. You need people across the spectrum. Right? You need people who are loud and are shaping the conversation and are raising awareness and, um, you know, are, are creating, you know, just bringing it to the forefront of, of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you need other people who are the exact opposite of that, um, but are still a part of it. And, uh, and those are the people maybe that someone who is on the fence or, um, wouldn't have, who would have been repelled by the loud person you know that they—that's kind of their their ticket in and their way to, yeah, engage. Right. Um, right. So I, I still think that you need it, it, every movement thrives when you have a spectrum of people. Yes, I think that's right. I I do sometimes, speaking as someone who has this more subtle approach, I do sometimes worry that the other one can actually turn people off of it, as as it did for me for a while, uh, and make you make you sort of close to the idea of it, but I don't really know where to go with that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I have, I have a concern. And I think that's why I feel even more strongly that like I need to do my bit because mm-hmm. to, to sort of counteract that. But yeah. Anyway, so let's get into specifics. Uh, what, what were the ones that we wanted to address Doug specifically? Well, okay. So this is one that I, that I still, you know, we just kind of talked up about how great this, soft approaches um but even now you know and i've been vegan for eight years i I, I don't know don't quote me on that since Mm -hmm. i moved here um even now when someone finds out that i'm that i'm vegan and and they're like oh my god uh my cousin is vegan and you know they just suddenly want to like talk about it i still get kind of awkward i still i'm still you know i still I, i try not to i try to have this laid back approach and yeah, you know, just kind of joke about it or whatever. Um, and I'm still not very good at talking about it, I, I, um, which is funny because I talk about it, you know, on the podcast all the time, right? Right. Uh, but right. to someone who is not vegan and, and maybe even they just really are really interested and they want to talk about it, I still have a little bit of awkwardness. So what I have done, what I try to do is um, is relate to them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about the foods, uh, you know, because if, if they really want to um talk about what you eat or something like that you know talk about foods that they eat or that you know i used to eat and kind of how it's transformed a little bit but you know really try to make um nothing seem all that weird but have it feel very approachable and very um yeah normalized yeah i mean that's what i do too and i think like and this is what i was saying why i think it's good that we're revisiting this because i two ways that my way of talking about this has changed one is I have realized, basically through the course of doing a bunch of interviews from the from the, from the plant based athlete book, um, telling the story over and over of how I got to be vegan, I realized like I that was never ever my goal from from the, you know, not not just from the outset. It almost never was that the goal at any one step was this was like this is just a step towards being vegan. Mm. Every single step was just like I'm gonna do this next step because I think that's where I'll end up, and that's like that's good. So for me. It started with eliminating the four-legged animals. I didn't want to eat chicken and pigs anymore because sorry, not chicken. I didn't want to eat cows and pigs anymore because this was 2007, probably. Uh, because they didn't, they to me seemed the most like 
you know, dogs that I would, that I would, and I had a dog and I loved a dog. And I was like, how, how can I eat pigs and love this dog? It doesn't make sense to me because they're so similar. Um, and so I thought like that would be satisfactory. So that, that, if I just do that, then I can still get my protein from chicken breast and all this other stuff. And at least I'm, I'm doing this. And I thought that was it. And then the next step after that was, okay, well, I'm still gonna eat fish. And I don't, at that point, I was like, I don't think fish are, you know, don't think the way chicken and turkeys do. So I'll, this is fine. I'll be, I'll just eat fish sometimes. And then it was like, wow, this goes, this is good. And, and I really like how I feel. And then I went vegetarian and I still didn't even know what vegan was, mm-hmm. you know? So like it was never, never go vegan or like, and like, th- this is my small steps approach to going vegan. It was really just like, this is my next step, uh, to be healthier or happier or whatever it was. So I think that's really how I talk to people now is like, I don't, I guess when I'm, when people are asking for food advice or they're telling me about their new diet that they're doing, and often it's something like paleo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, or sort of a whole food based thing or like this, so I get, get my meat and I get it this, this way. It's, you know, naturally humanely raised and whatever. And I don't get into all the stuff like, you know, can, can you actually humanely raise and kill an animal? <laughs> um, but a lot of people do, do get, go into that. And that's a good example of like our approach being different. Like, I, I just don't want to start that, that fight. Um, but I, I think like, wow, this person's now eating more vegetables and they're eating probably a little bit less meat than what they were before. Uh, and if oftentimes people actually who are hunters, they talk about that to me as if, as if I'm going to be really happy to hear that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always <laughs> thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and I'm in some way I am. Cause I'm like, I mean, if I already know they eat meat, if I hear that they, they hunt themselves, then I'm like, well, at least they have awareness around this factory farming thing. And often, it, often that is the reason they, they don't want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't mind hunting. And I'm like, well, I, I could never do that, but I don't, I don't think that's a bad first step. Like that's, that's a good first step because it's in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So I think that has really helped me a lot. I just like, I think about like where they are right now. Like, I don't know what's, what's that very next step towards this. And, and I'm going to talk about that next step as if that is the end all be all. And like, if they can get to that, then they're great. Cause that's how it was for me. It was like, I'm just gonna take this next step and that'll be That'll be satisfactory, but it turns out it's just a, a road that you're going down. You don't realize it. So that was, that's one change. The other change that has happened um, is that it used to people used to always say, and they still always say, "What food do you miss the most?" Mm, yep. And back then, I used to say, "Well, I really miss buffalo chicken wings," um, but what I can do is take some hot sauce and dump it on French fries, and I get that's basically the same effect. Um, it's so different now. Now I can go get basically buffalo chicken wings at the right. store that are not made from chicken. Well, and pretty so, soon you're going to be able to get buffalo chicken wings that have the exact DNA, exactly. molecular <laughs> right. makeup of a chicken Quite possible. No. So now the conversation, and this is where so many of the conversations go, is I missed that, but now I really don't anymore at all because you can easily get it. But it turns out that kind of food is not so healthy. So processed food is unhealthy it's really all about whole foods one of the cool things about a plant-based diet was that it helped me eat way more whole foods and it was sort of the default i don't know like it's just it just takes that path mm-hmm. and usually these conversations end up with whole food is better than processed food if you're going to eat some meat you know whatever you're eating more whole foods you're healthier that's a good thing mm-hmm. that's but, that's where it always goes you know what i find interesting about that question because yeah yeah I, I get it all the time as well and that it, it's i think it comes from a place of of like they, you know, so my answer is usually is, is somewhat similar, but, um, you know, what I really want to say is I don't really miss anything because I just, you know, like you just, after a while, you just kind of quit missing stuff. Like, right. And, and there's so much, 
you know, there's so many alternatives now that um, if you're really craving a juicy burger, then like Beyond Burgers completely satisfy me in that in that way. Right. Um, and you know, so that's what I want to say, but that's not very satisfying for the person, right? Because they yeah. want they 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 like they I think that they they want you to say cheese, and so then they can think, oh yeah, I could never give up cheese, <laughs> right? <laughs> or or whatever, you know. Um, so you have to, in my my approach, is always kind of like try to relate to that, and part of that is you know saying, you know, I, don't, I mean I don't even know what I say, but you know trying to like talk about how those alternatives and how they can satisfy any of those cravings because, um, you know, just kind of implying that you still have those cravings, even though you, you don't. And, 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 you know, I guess, I, I guess I shouldn't say that implying that I still have those cravings cause I don't want anyone to think that I do cause I don't. Um, but you know, just scratching the itch that I think that they're going after, which is <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. I hear you on that. I mean, like I've in many, many different interviews and conversations tried to, say the thing you know that, that everyone all the vegans always do like your taste buds change over time and you i actually you can like i have a little more data now about it like like you can there there are clearly some studies or sorry there are some studies that clearly show that people's like preference for salt their need for salt at first if you just take away the salt from someone's diet it they their food tastes like nothing but then six weeks later they they report now that their food tastes like a lot better uh because your taste buds really do change and I don't know if there is data about long term. If you go plant based, do you really stop uh, craving these things? Clearly, everyone does. But yeah, is there actually science that shows that? I don't know. But I know. I just know. Like when you when you try to steer the conversation in that direction, it just sort of dies. It just yeah. seems to me like yeah, exactly. people just like they whether or not they actually believe you. I don't think they believe it's true for them. And I don't. I don't. I don't blame them for thinking that way because you know I've read some stuff about like psychology and things about how like. It is so hard to imagine yourself in a future state feeling drastically different than you do now. Like if you were, if you like, this is the the way that's always described is when you are so so full from a meal, it's quite easy to imagine your, to to like imagine that you will never actually be that hungry again. That you would do that again, <laughs> because you're in this state where you just your body just cannot imagine eating more food, mm-hmm. and so it's easy to think at that point that you'll never eat like this again, or when you're hungover to imagine you're never going to drink again. Uh, it's like it's like a fallacy. We we think in some weird way that we're never going to feel the same way we did a few minutes ago that caused us to do this behavior um so i think i think for a good reason people really can't imagine not craving the foods that they currently crave i mm-hmm. think it's just probably part of our wiring um so yeah it's like i don't know and, and i feel like somehow you can make i can make a stronger connection by acknowledging the things that i actually do miss just a little bit even if i don't really miss them anymore uh than than just ending it right there by saying, well, yeah, your your taste buds change, so I can't. Yeah, yeah, can't that, really that's relate. what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is so much more relatable and approachable to people. And then if you can provide that alternative, right? If you can say, well, if I just dump a little sauce on on French fries, then it then it gives me that same sensation. You know, they might not believe that because you know, like they love their chicken wings, right? But then they can at least relate to you. Um, and now that we have all these alternatives, then they can definitely relate because you can say. You know, I you know I, I bet that if you if you had a Beyond Burger, it would really be a satisfying meal for you. Right, right, yeah. So I mean, I th- this is actually really interesting to me that like that we both do this thing that is clearly kind of downplaying or or slow playing our hand. Right, we're not actually we're making it. We're not we're not jumping to. We're we're making it out to be less good than it actually is, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we're not we're not saying we don't crave anything anymore. We're saying yeah, sometimes do, but now I can scratch that itch pretty easily. 
Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's interesting. It's very indicative though of of what our approach is. It's, it's it's this very long game that if you if you go right to that, you know, I don't have cravings anymore. You kind of lose them, and and I, we're not trying to to lose them yet. You know, like mm-hmm. we, we, I would rather them remain interested, um, and remain yeah. sort of just open to this. Another place this happens is is these days. The protein question all the time still comes up. Every interview we did, Robert and I for Plant Based Athlete, people ask about protein, and I just started to realize like maybe people want instead of me saying, "Well, you don't need this that much protein because look at the recommended intake and look how easy it is to hit this," and plant foods all contain plenty of it. All plants contain some amount of protein, and if you're eating whole foods that don't have the protein stripped away, like refined sugar or olive oil all the time, then you know, you, you'll actually get plenty. Like instead of all that, if I just say, well, look at Beyond Burgers, they have as much protein or very close to the same amount of protein as a, as a regular burger. So, so you can just go, if you, if it's protein you're worried about, you can, instead of eating burgers, eat Beyond Burgers and you'll get your protein. (laughs) And like, that's the stupidest answer that is to me, Mm -hmm. to me, like it's just not at all helpful, but I, I think that's kind of what people want. Like they just want to hear that there's a source that they can count on for their protein. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think that goes back to a little bit what you were saying um, about not being able to understand or not believing that that's the case for them, uh, is it just, it, it says, okay, well, you know, I, I can't imagine myself eating beans all the time. I can't imagine myself, um, you know, just just eating a, eating a meal without a protein, like a, a, mm-hmm. a, you know, a traditional protein in it and calling that satisfying. But I can't imagine myself eating Beyond Burger. Like I, I can get that. I can wrap my head around that. Right. And so maybe one day I'll, I'll try that and, and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think it just kind of goes back to what, what those people are able to relate to and what they're able to, um, imagine for themselves. And, and that, that is for strangers. That is for neighbors that you've known for a long time, friends, family members that you're seeing for the first time and, and, you know, four years at a reunion and, and they want to, they find out that you're vegan and want to give you a hard time about it. But really what they're trying to do is, is ask you about it, but and relate to you a little bit. Um, yeah. By the way, like all these strategies, I guess these are strategies that we're suggesting or saying that we do. Like I think of these as very, very superficial conversations at a at a kid's birthday party or something. Mm-hmm. Like this mm-hmm. is not if I if my best friend comes up and says, "Hey, I'm really interested in doing this," or "I'm interested in knowing more about how you're doing this." Like these right. are not. This is not what I'm going to be doing because I already have their trust, and I'm not going to just lose them. Uh, you know, so it's very different. And also any of these people, if they were to follow up or that conversation continues and they're actually interested, then of course I'm going to pull back the curtain and show how it really is, you know, but this is just like, this is just sort of the, what you do when it's superficial. Uh, really, I think it's sort of like, I mean, it's, I keep thinking of fishing analogies here, which is odd, but (laughs) you know, it's like, it's like, you don't want to pull in the line too, too hard at first because you lose them. I feel like what I'm mm-hmm. doing when I have this type of conversation at a party is I'm I'm basically throwing a lot of chum in the water, right? I'm just like, just, I'm just <laughs> this is a, terrible vegan yeah, analogy, I know, man. Come I know, on. <laughs> I know. But I'm just, it's okay. I'm spreading a lot of seeds in the garden, yeah, there you and go. I, I know that only some of them are going to take. But the ones that do, then I'll nurture and talk to more. But mm-hmm. well, yeah. and they might not take with you. And I think that that's that's the big thing for me is that I want to be a good, I want to be an approachable representative of the movement where people can hear about it and see that I'm doing it. And then they may have never talked to me again, you know, like, you know, maybe we're just at a party, like you're saying, and, and I just never really see them again or never have a, a big conversation right. with them. But maybe like three other people down the line, they do. 
and they mm-hmm. really connect with that person. And then they remember me or maybe they don't. It's just kind of subconsciously they're talking, thinking about that conversation. And, and I've planted a seed that will eventually blossom yeah. into a beautiful sunflower. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is, that's definitely, that's the idea. I'm not trying to convert anybody that, that day for sure. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You're, you're, I'm glad you mentioned that because if, if someone really is coming to you to have that serious conversation, then like brushing off the protein question or brushing off the cravings question, um, you know, they, they probably really want to know how to do it and they want to know, uh, what it's like for you in real life. And and that's where you go in deep. Yes. You know what, when you said the thing about uh, what do you miss, or when I said what do you miss most, like a, a very easy answer to give to that, and I'm, I don't know why I don't ever say it, is the thing about, well, I actually eat a whole lot of different foods that I never ate before then. So like I kind of the opposite of miss those foods because now I eat them and you might miss them because you don't eat them. You just don't know that you miss them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I always go eat Indian food or Thai food, and I kind of ignored those before because I just always went to Outback or Applebee's or Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. And instead, I had to start to find these other restaurants that, that, you know, these different countries, they serve different cuisines, and it often is easy to make vegetarian or vegan. Yeah, I don't, again, I don't know if that's a very satisfying answer to Right, I don't either. I don't think it is. Because I think people, yeah. I, I, like I said, I just don't think people imagine themselves liking that food if they currently don't. Right, right. And that's... that's they don't, they don't want to learn about new foods. They want to learn right. how they can keep their same habits and, and you know, lifestyle. Uh, right. And eat a little bit less meat. Yes. Okay. So, uh, what what specific situation was that? I don't even remember. Was that you know? That I, don't, I, don't know that, I don't know that we're really following the outline that we put together here. Um, okay. Well, we don't need to follow specifics then. Um. All right. What do you do, Doug, when someone when someone comes at you when they start uh, when they kind of you know when it clearly bothers them a little bit that you're a vegan. Mm-hmm. And and they're making the jokes, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That that's usually all. Like I don't often get. I mean, never ever get attacks from it. <laughs> I don't mean physical attack. Like, I definitely don't get. Why physical are you vegan? <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> no, uh, they they come in. They they just like poke fun at you and make jokes and stuff. And so my my whether this is true or not, uh, you know, I can't speak for everyone, but my assumption has always been. Uh, if they're doing that, then it's because they they feel a little bit judged or self conscious about um, the way that they eat, and and they think that you're judging them maybe, uh, and and so my approach has always been to just make the jokes right along with them about myself and kind of poke fun at myself, and then that kind of um, that takes the tension out of the room, and then they see that I'm not uh, you know gonna gonna vocally judge them or give them a hard time, and and then oftentimes we just kind of move on. And what I've found actually is that those people often come back to you later in the night or in the weekend or whatever and want to actually talk to you about it mm, in a serious right. way. Yeah, that's that's very good and very rewarding. Um, I, yeah, I, I think I do this. I mean, I usually just diffuse things. I just, I just go along with the joke a little bit. And that, that to me, that is just, that's always surprising to them that, that you're going to go along with their joke rather than, or, or maybe that's maybe they're trying to sort it out and figure out which type of vegan you are, uh, but I I just find it it just leads to to better uh, you know resolutions or or endings when uh, when you just kind of go along with it, and I don't you know I don't think I've ever really had someone like attack and basically say 
you're not healthy. Uh, I hear people, sometimes people sort of probe and they say, but how long have you been vegan? Because mm-hmm. they tried it and they only made it two years and then they started feeling terrible. And, and so like this is, I guess not everyone has this luxury because if you're new at it, you don't. You can't say I've been vegan for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also, like the other thing is like part of, Again, this is this is not to say that I set out to do this because I did not set out to say I'm going to try to always be an example of look what you can do with a plant based diet. Uh, that was really never ever my my mission, um, but it has turned out that that's that that is how Nomad Athlete is good at spreading the movement because it it sheds this light on hey look at all this great stuff you can do not just me but people can do uh, when they eat plant based diets. At the very least, showing that a plant-based diet doesn't doesn't hold you back from these things, but possibly, hopefully, in the back of people's minds, makes them say, "Hey, maybe maybe there's something to it. Maybe the fact that they eat that way is is part of the reason why they are running marathons or ultra marathons or why they you know are slender or whatever." Um, but I I just I find that helping these days. As I get older, uh, a lot of peers are getting fatter. And like, this is a real thing. Like I, and I definitely know like myself, I can tell that it's, you don't, you don't burn through fat the way you did when you were younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just different. And like when I, when I see friends or, um, you know, just people at the pool or whatever, like who are, who are my same age, um, 50. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, you you just notice that like you can, you can see the years of eating a certain way adding up and, I think it just, it just, I don't know. Like someone recently to me said something like when, when he found out we were vegan, this is at our, at our apartment complex pool. Uh, he said something like, he said, Oh, okay. So that explains why your whole family, none of you guys are overweight. And, (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I guess it does. Uh, not that it's the only way you can not be overweight. Of course, there's plenty of people who, who are not overweight, who aren't vegan. Um, but I really think like it just, it's, to me, it has gotten easier, that argument, as you get older, because there's more and more things you can sort of point to and say, like, look, this actually is good. Uh, and I think I think it makes people less argumentative about it. And so I think, like, I think in the old days, that was with the with the running and the ultras and stuff like that. I think I think people, for that reason, were probably hesitant to, to pick fights about it because it's it's hard to argue that this diet is terrible for you if it's if it's working for doing ultra running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. When, when most people just don't do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's very true. I can I can think of maybe two or three times when I've been challenged on the plant based diet, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know it's it's not like aggressive, but they're like, yeah, but you know, you're there's no way you're getting enough protein, or or what about I thought you really needed omegas, and you know, like they're like trying to, mm-hmm. there's always an answer, right? But they're trying to kind of challenge you a little bit and see see if you've thought through that kind of stuff, but. For anyone who who knows what I've run on, you know, since being vegan, who knows my lifestyle, you know, I think that they just uh, they don't they they, they can't really challenge you, right? Because I mean, it's hard to argue that um, I'm not doing well. Yeah, exactly. And and this is not to say that what we've done or what we do is so so great and spectacular, right? Exactly. Because a lot of people could do these things if they if they tried. But there's just I think a, when when like when the vast vast majority of people do very, very little for their health and their lifestyle is just not one that is focused on health. Uh, it's just hard to find someone who is and say, well, your diet is, is a problem and mm-hmm. you know, your diet is holding you back. And, and I think whenever I can't think of specific examples, but whenever a conversation does head that way, 
I feel like it always just ends up as like, yeah, this is working for me though. So I'm, I'm not, you know, it's just like, that's where it ends up. It's like, okay, I'm not going to convince you. You're not convinced me. And I really hate conversations where it does feel like someone's trying to convince the other one. Um, <laughs> but it always ends up with like, yeah, you know, this has worked pretty well and I'm, I'm doing okay with it. So that's, <laughs> that's where it ends. You know, um, I don't think it's a secret. I've probably mentioned it several times on this podcast that I've, I've uh, for most of my life, wished I was about 10 pounds lighter than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, several people have, have told me um, over the years that, like, I like that you're not a super scrawny vegan. You know, you look like a real person or something. You know? uh-huh. And uh, Interesting. I, I guess I guess that that's true. I've always wanted to be a little skinnier, but, so, <laughs> so I don't know what they're trying to say there. But um, uh, you know, I, I've always I don't know. I just always kind of thought that that was interesting. That like um, that maybe maybe I'd look more like them. And yeah, uh, it's kind of what we were saying earlier, right? Yeah. Like if you, like if you if you you know if you say something they can't relate to, and I guess if you if you if you were a super scrawny person, then someone who's who's overweight, you know, can't relate to that person as well as they can relate to you, who's clearly not overweight. But but you say you know they say look like a normal person. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess so. And, and except that, like, I wonder if it'd be better if I was a little bit more chiseled, and then <laughs> you know, and then they would say, oh, well, like if I just. I, I, I think this. I think this comes back to like you said, in any kind of movement, there's, there's all these different roles for people. Cause like with snowman <laughs> athlete all the time, it's, I love that this, that this is like, that you're a regular guy, that you're not a elite runner, mm-hmm. that you're just, you know, normal runner, uh, normal person. And of course I was wondering like, yeah, but like if I was, uh, if I was rich roller, Scott Jurek, uh, I probably could convince more people <laughs> if I put out this volume of content, you know, and, and rich actually does put out that volume of content now. But, uh-huh. um, I've, I've thought like, maybe it'd be better if i was if i was that kind of runner um but it's not better it just reaches a different set of people you know like they would find right. those people but but our approach our no i think reaches who it does because it is what it is so mm-hmm. i you know who knows what the best is but i think i think there are spots for all these different ways of being yep i think you're right about that <clears throat> all right any more doug any more uh situations from this outline that we're so closely sticking to <laughs> no actually actually i'm kind of glad that we did this conversation took a different turn than i expected and uh i enjoyed it yeah me too i hope someone i have a feeling people will hear this and and have new ideas about this because i don't think there are still a lot of people i think if there's a growing number of people who who approach the spreading of the message in this way uh but i don't think it's a lot still i really don't i think i think so many people who are vegan get so excited about you know, first the animal choice and, and the environmental choice, but like soon after that is the health thing. And they want to share, like we said, like so many people are not healthy at all. And you just, the weight just creeps up year after year. Uh, and so even people who like never were an unhealthy person just start being fat, which is, which is crazy. But that's, that's what, you know, an excess of calories does to you. And unfortunately our, our food system is geared around, geared towards an excess of calories at every meal. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and between meals. So, um, darn it, lost my train of thought, Doug. 
Yeah. <laughs> I have to cut this well, out. Well, n- n- not everybody, not that many people actually still take this approach and, and they get so fired up and they just want to talk about it. Yes. So when someone when someone experiences like a reversal of this accumulation of fat or like more energy instead of less energy, uh, you know, it's so easy to like want to tell everybody about it and and naively think that everyone's going to want to join you in this because you've experienced these results. So why wouldn't they want that? Uh, and then you experience what, what everyone does, which is that there's a lot of pushback and resistance. So I just think, I don't know. I think for whatever reason, I never did that. I maybe in the early days of the blog, a little bit, I would, I would have that kind of tone. Like, Hey, this is working so well. This is so much fun. Like how come everyone's not doing this? But if, if I did have that, it didn't very last very long. And I think it was just cause I was so afraid of being seen as pushy. Uh, I just did not want that for whatever reason. I don't know what, what scar I had from childhood that made me think that was the worst thing to be. Um, but so, yeah, I, I still think it is kind of rare that people are, are this way. So I do hope that someone or that a lot of people hear this and, and hear some something that is just a different way of thinking about it. Uh, I don't know. Again, I'm not even out to change how people spread the message, but I just I hope someone who, you know, who this does resonate with will uh, will get something from it and, and then maybe have a new some new ammunition, new new uh, new playbook for spreading the message. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I'm sure we'll probably tick some people off too. <laughs> yes, we want us to be want us to be more more aggressive, but that's just the way it we is. Will. Yep. Yeah, and then I'll say, okay, it's all right. This works for me. Your thing works for you. We're good. Yeah. Soon it won't matter though, because brave robot ice cream is going to take over the world, <laughs> and then we don't have to even convince anybody anymore because all the foods is going to taste the same. Oh boy. Okay. I need, to go, I need to go get that free pint. I'm going to go claim that today, perhaps. <laughs> go down that road. <laughs> Remember when Impossible Whoppers uh, became a thing and uh, and you <laughs> you started eating a bunch of them? That was like yeah, all we talked yeah. about for like yeah. weeks. <laughs> I know. It was so exciting those first couple times. And uh-huh. then I like, took the whole family. Like I went on, on a road trip myself, solo trip, stopped, and I was like, this is amazing to get to do this again. And then I came home and we took the whole family out to Burger King. Which was just like we've just never ever done anything like that, but we did, and we just sat at Burger King and ate it. Uh, yeah, and That's then I, I think I had them like once a week for the first couple months. Uh huh. I've definitely slowed only, down. I've still only had one. Oh my gosh! I know because Katie refuses to go. She ah, uh, and and Good I'm her. just so rarely like on dinner by myself that I would want to like swing by Burger King. Right. Um, right. It's the soccer driving is what it is for me. That, uh-huh. There's so many times when we need to get food. Taco Bell is much more often our our thing now. Mm-hmm. But I would. Feels, uh, I've been I've been, <laughs> I've been craving. I've been itching for one for months. <laughs> I mean, yeah. a year now maybe. I don't know when the last time I got one was. Uh, yeah, whatever. you know what? You know what else? This is this is just a complete unrelated side note to our episode. But <laughs> I've uh, the other day I was I was driving to Richmond for a soccer tournament, and. I got all excited about Panda Express's new orange vegan chicken. Have you seen that thing all over no. social media? It uh-huh. was this thing. It was just like this huge thing. And I was like, wow, there's another one, another fast food chain. But so many of these things do it, and then you actually can't find it in any of them. It's always like mm. in test markets, and then it goes away. And even if it's coming back, it still has a period where it's gone. Like, I couldn't find any. There was, like, very little options. And I was like, what? Like, how come we're talking about it as if it's in every fast food restaurant now? Because mm. it's really not yet. There, there's a whole lot of testing of it. Burger King it has stuck with, uh, and there's a few others that have it. Del Taco has Beyond Me, but I never never find Del Taco unless we're in South Carolina. 
I don't know. There's just not that many yet. It's just it's just not quite everywhere yet. And I think one we, of it might be Burger King. One of them has a breakfast uh, sandwich. Well, Starbucks has Beyond, and Dunkin' Donuts has Beyond. Uh, yeah, oh, Dunkin'. Sausage yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even that, and like for some reason, I thought that Dunkin' Donuts had vegan donuts now, but once I went and asked, and they didn't. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think some of these breakfast sandwiches are in these places. It, I mean, it's happening, but I feel like that. Uh, in some way, we I think we want to fast forward and jump and like we're now it's in all the fast food restaurants, so like we've we've checked that off. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still a wave of awareness to be had when when you know McDonald's and I don't know what they're doing, but I think McDonald's has some deal with Beyond, right? Yeah, I've heard but that. But they but they still have no vegan offering, at least no, no like main sandwich that's vegan. Mm-mm. Um, so I don't know. I think it's gonna be right. It's it feels like we've we've made such huge strides with really just getting into a few restaurants a vegan option but if if and and when in the next year or two it's in it's in all of them it's gonna feel way different i think because mm-hmm. there's still you can go you can drive for hours and, and have no actual vegan food on the way what uh anyway what do you what do you get at taco bell so they have a whole vegetarian menu and it, and all of them have now electronic kiosks inside that you press a little button and you press a little slider and it shows you only the vegan options or the vegetarian options Okay. And pretty much all of them are vegan if you just remove the cheese or sour cream. Hmm. So okay. you can get you can get a taco and say I'd like a black bean taco. And they have this fresco menu. If you just say fresco style on anything, uh, they remove any non-vegan ingredients. They remove cheese, sour cream, and guacamole. Which of course guacamole is vegan, but Why they'll remove they remove those guacamole. I think it's like it used before because I remember in the in the nineties when I was getting Taco Bell in high school. Uh, they had this fresco menu. No, I mean no one got it or fresco style, but it was you get pico de gallo instead of like the good uh. ingredients. I thought back then. So, <laughs> so now it's that they put pico de gallo. Or, I think it's like lettuce and tomatoes. For some reason, they don't have pico anymore, but they put lettuce and tomatoes on things uh, instead of the cheese, the sour cream, and the guacamole. So, like I guess guacamole was perceived as a high calorie, bad ingredient. I see. I see. So you can add the guacamole back though if you want. So anyway, what that means is you can you can get a taco and just say i'd like that with black beans and fresco style and then you get a black bean taco with with lettuce and tomatoes hmm. on it so that's very something easy. you know i've heard you talk about taco bell and others too and i've never haven't it's been a really long time since i've been to a taco bell you know it's good black bean crunch wrap fresco style delicious crunch wrap is that where you have like broken up it's, chips no. inside the no no it's taco bell at their best when they they start with a crispy tortilla and they put the food on top of it and then they wrap that up in a uh mm. in a soft one mm. and then they then they put it on like a panini press sort of deal <laughs> do you remember the, the onion article that was like taco bell discovers 10,000th way to combine same six ingredients <laughs> <laughs> i always thought that was such a good one that's a good headline oh, where they man. like because now they put doritos in the shell and oh you know what taco bell is now making the uh the beyond chicken i think it's beyond Beyond Chicken Chalupa, where the shell is the vegan chicken. Like the Wait, soft. What? <laughs> like so they have, they currently have a chicken shell chalupa, where instead of this sort of fluffy flour shell, it's not like a soft taco shell, it's fluffier than that. Uh-huh. They, they make that out of chicken now. Beyond Chicken. <laughs> no, well, they make it out of regular chicken. Oh, okay. Which, which is just, I mean a terrible and hilarious way to do yet another thing with the same ingredients. But uh, they're doing that now with, I, I read that they're doing the same thing. They're working on that with Beyond Chicken. 
I think it's Beyond with vegan chicken. Oh boy. I know. <laughs> Talk about health, health food right there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I do think it's awesome. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good enough. Okay. Um, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Matt. Yep. Thank you. We might have our first guest next week. We'll see. Possible. We're going to keep teasing it till it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.